Welcome to South Jersey Girls. I'm Klein Aliardi. I'm Jane Feld. I'm Elise Notariani. And I'm Marianne Aliardi. And later in the episode, we have an interview that Jane did with Low Cut County frontman Adam Weiner. You're a huge fan of them, right? Yes, I am. They were on President Obama's playlist in 2015, and no one knew who they were. And I, like everyone else, ran to see. And then I realized that Adam was from my hometown, and that made it really special. So, Clang, what are you listening Thank to? You. I'll flip between like EDM and then like top 40. And then I have like my oldies playlist that has like, uh, I don't remember anyone on it at this moment. Oh, I'm like Elton John. I'm afraid to know what your oldies are. If that's it's like, like Elton John and Billy Joel oh, okay. type stuff. I don't know if I'd call them oldies. Yeah, because they're like upbeat. It's an oldies but goodies playlist. Yes. Go. And then I also have my, like, Frank Sinatra. I have that too, except I called it Emily Gilmore Friday Night Dinner Playlist. Yes, that is fantastic. <laughs> the only genre of music I will not tolerate is country music. Stop it. Everybody says that. Everyone says, oh, I love every kind of music except for country, which I think is rude. It's just the uh, truth. But I, I don't even like, I like pop country music, but I really like 90s country music and stuff that people will look at and be like, this is terrible. Like I like, I think like she thinks my tractor sexy type of 90s country. I don't even know what that is. It's a goal. It's kind of like one of those things that people still make fun of because they can and it's not right. It's a serious kind of music like anything else and there's good and there's bad of it. Oh no, I will, I will make fun of country music until I die. Jane, do you have to choose what you listen to based on what your kids are listening to? Um, well, yes, in a way. We only have one Spotify and we're constantly kicking each other off of it. Mm. And right now, secretly, I have a Apple Music account that I got for free for three months and it's glorious because I can listen to whatever I want, but it's about to stop being free. But Spotify is weird because you can't listen to things at the same time. Are you not a Spotify listener, Elise? Oh, no, I am. I'm on, my mom oh, doesn't okay. know that she's paying for a family Spotify. <laughs> but there was a time in college that John couldn't get into his spot, Spotify, my boyfriend, and we were long distance. So he couldn't get into his, so he kept logging into mine and then changing the song to oh, that's so one funny. specific song every time he logged in. What uh, was that song? I got a feeling maybe. No, what is it called? It's like, starts out with like, Ooga Chaka, Ooga Chaka. That's such <laughs> a good song. <laughs> every time he would log in and he would put that song on and then he would wait for me to call him and yell. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. What is it called? I think it's called some feeling. Yeah, it's the, oh, it's the Guardians of, it's feeling. that. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy song. Is yeah. that where you got that from? Yes. It's a great that's, song. That's an old song. They may have used it in Guardians of the Galaxy. I know. Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that is. But now um, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy song. Okay, so Spotify all around? No, I'm Apple Music, thank you. And I don't really, like, what? what's, I don't think it matters. The, I they do. All, they all have this big library of music. They all make nope. recommendations to you. You can find nope. all kinds of playlists. Nope. Does no, really make a difference. No. Why? What's Spotify the has such better playlists. There oh. is someone sitting in Spotify just making hundreds of playlists a day for the most random stuff. Did you know that artists can see what the title of the playlist you add them to is? Which apparently has been really awkward for some people. Where did you hear that? Did you hear that on Radio Andy? I, I heard that on I, one of the, um, some big artist was tweeting it. It was like uh, Missy Elliott or something. No. Oh. Patty LaBelle or Diane Dion Warwick? Someone yes, like it was that. Diane Warwick. Yeah, yeah. Dion. Dion. Dion, Dion Warwick. Warwick. Yes. 
She's not on my playlist. I don't know. Yeah. And apparently they have playlists that are like old hags we love to dance to. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it shouldn't be so funny, but it is. I bet people have really funny playlists. Or like Party Hail Mary's playlist. Love that. What's that yeah. mean? Like when your party's kind of dying and you mm-hmm. want to really hype everyone up. My like start the night off, if it comes on, all of my friends will look at me song is um i want to dance with somebody Bye. i was just gonna say that Brittany Houston. oh my god so I gotta good. Good next time you come over here when it's like safe please to do, do that. we always need a we need to have like love shack that's a good one i hate that song <gasps> really the end of that song really creeps me out why i don't really know why i think the guy's voice is just weird <laughs> different but i do remember mom at all of the like early 2000s parties that you guys had Mm -hmm. that was on the playlist that was and paradise by the dashboard light that gets people i know every word to that usher gets people dancing i have a playlist called um summer hits the 2000s and it never goes over poorly (laughs) everybody's always really into it the second stacy's mom comes on like oh yeah that's a good song it's a good one. The great thing is that now, because when you were, mom, when you were having your parties, I know you would have literal CDs of uh, playlists. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so you I, would burn CDs of the yeah, music that you I created yeah. playlists? I, I invented playlists, <laughs> basically. I don't know about that, but. Yes. Because we. Breaking. Marianne Alley already invents playlists. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I don't get credit for the musical phenomena I am. Thank you. Oh my God. Yes. We used to have big parties, like pushing the furniture out of our living room and having people dance, even on top of pieces of furniture that we had. This, like we had this chest. And if people didn't dance on top of the chest, it was not a good party. This actually explains <laughs> a lot of the way that I am right now. Though it's so much easier to make a playlist now. Well, yeah. Yeah, I would have to actually like get a bunch of CDs <laughs> and say, okay, here, this CD, I want the third song. And then here, this CD over here. Okay, I'm going to take those two songs. But I feel like we always talk about CDs and records and all that stuff. And we all miss the great golden era of the hit clip. Do you have a hit clip? Fine. I had like three. Yeah. Uh, it was Vanessa Carlson, A Thousand Miles. That's the one I had. Which I distinctly remember being in my room with my door closed, shouting at the top of my lungs to this song. And because it was a hit clip, it had like a minute and 15 seconds of the song on it. Like I spent an hour see- screaming the same like 10 lines over and over again. Fine. Is this why we're friends? Because we have the same <laughs> formative shared experience. No, you know what I'm really just confused about in general is the idea of a Walkman, which I know I had, but I just think about the way that I listen to music now. And like I'll go on walks and listen to music and I can't imagine doing that. Number one, with one CD. And number two, with a massive Walkman strapped to my hip. But that was so much, you were able to finally do that. Like I remember in middle so school, heavy, the guys having like the big boom box, boom boxes. Yeah. So we're missing one important thing probably because you guys are just too young, but Marianne, didn't you make cassette tapes for your friends and like crushes and like, no, no. not and that. Like, no. <laughs> I used to make cassette tapes with songs that I wanted. Mixtapes. Yeah. Mixtape. My friend, Marcy. She wasn't really into music, and I made her this CD called Mellow Marcy, and it was like all these songs she didn't know. No, mom, mom listened to records. Everyone listened to records. Yeah, but you said that your the way you entertained yourself when you were younger would, was that you would play a record and write down the lyrics to the song. Yep. Why do you remember that? I don't know. 
I think you so, told the story a lot. Yeah. No, I did do that. And that would be like a Bay City Rollers album. I probably <laughs> had completely transcribed. Now you could just get the words. <laughs> just do a Google search. Spot- actually- no, Spotify has a feature where they uh, play yeah. the words while you're listening to the song. Um, so does Apple Music. <laughs> See, when I was a kid, I used to look up all those like lyric videos on YouTube nice. and try to memorize them. But I wasn't writing them to so I could sing along. I was just I was just she wanted to know them. She wanted I to think that's weirder. She wanted to <laughs> write it out like poetry. I, I think it's deep. <laughs> what was my motivation? I think it. I think it depends what song you were translating, whether it was deep or not. <laughs> um, S A T U R D A Y night. <laughs> That would be the base of your rollers. That, that would be the definition of not deep. I'm with Adam Weiner from Low Cut Connie. And the name Low Cut Connie has such strong South Jersey origins, right? Yeah. Originally, we had a dispute in the early band between should we be called the Low Cut or the Connies, and both names were taken. So we ended up with Low Cut Connie. I said to the guys in the group at the time, I know who Connie is. They were like, what do you mean? None of them were from New Jersey. I was the only Jersey person. And I said, there's this waitress at the diner near where I grew up in South Jersey. And she's what I picture when I hear the phrase Low Cut Connie. So I drew a picture of Connie. And that became the cover of our first album get out the lotion and i drew a picture of connie as a diner waitress in south jersey and you know jane she's she's not a gorgeous woman by any means but she's tough and she's got uh she's smiling she's sort of half smiling and what i wanted to convey is that she's sort of this uh resilient tough woman who uh has faced a lot of adversity in her life you know, she doesn't have a lot of money. Uh, she's been through a lot, but she's got a smile for everybody. And when it, when the weekend comes around, she likes to party. But I've always been writing about and and writing for people that are, you know, have been through some things and going through some things. Just the slings and arrows of being a human on this planet and yet are still trying to find a way to have fun and enjoy themselves. Could you talk a little bit about your online live shows that are called Tough Cookies? They remind me in a weird way of Pee Wee Herman's variety show. Yeah, which is fabulous. I grew up with Pee Wee's Playhouse and uh, we broadcast every Saturday night. It's totally free at six o'clock Jersey time uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, at Low Cut Connie. Everyone is welcome. I want to be clear. This is not a concert. It's it's a live streaming variety show. So I play songs, I do comedy, I strip, uh, we cry together, I do tributes to people that have passed, I talk about issues, I do horoscopes, I read palms through the computer. And it's, it's just a, we're just doing, every, I'm trying to be like Steve Martin, be a folk singer, a magician, a, you know, uh, a comedian all at the same time because you know, we're limited by the technology. I have to do it here in my house, in my in my spare bedroom. And I'm just trying to find every way I can to elevate people's mood, you know, uh, lift their spirits, let them release some of the stress that they're carrying through the week. And then on Thursday nights, we have a private member show that happens um, for those people that have sort of 
jumped in and joined our member platform at patreon.com slash lowcutconnie. And so I do two shows a week. We have people from over 40 countries that tuned in, that tune in and people interact with me during the show. They type in the feed and send pictures and messages. I say, say yes. And they all type yes, or we, or da, or whatever language they're in. You might've seen me do it too. Shut up from Cherry Hill. Absolutely. I ask people, where are you right now? I've interviewed almost 30 people like Dion and Darlene Love. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of amazing guests drop by. Beyonce's father. Um, Beyonce's father. Now there's 2021 on the horizon. Are you already booking for some of the concerts that you weren't able to go to, like Europe? And I wanted to see you at WXPN Fest looking forward to that so for the second half of 2021 we are booking quite a lot in the u.s um and europe and australia actually oh, wow. but the whole first half of the year is a big question mark and so i have no doubt that i'm going to be continuing to do tough cookies weekly uh at least through the spring and to be honest with you jane i kind of like doing it love doing it and i feel like probably i'll just keep it going even when i'm on tour with the band right so we need to talk about private lives it feels like you might have just made it during the pandemic but i know that it was done before then because it was supposed to be released in october yeah we finished in march actually uh it took me three years to make this album it's just eerie how and i'm sure a lot of artists feel this way you you write and record songs and then the world changes and some of these songs take on a bigger resonance you know like i had created this song called stay as long as you like it's the last song on the album and uh created this video that was images of me hugging fans at shows all over the world and for some reason when we put it out people got there was such an amazing response and it, I, it was like people can't hug each other these days so it really took on a, a deeper resonance and of course the title song private lives which i love that song you know it, thank you it, it talks a lot about um how people get by how do people get by and and have a chosen sort of family chosen community chosen subculture despite what they're facing and that took on a bigger resonance i think while we're all sort of having a mandatory mindfulness right now of having to face our private lives. Yeah, so true. I found out about Low Cut Connie from President Obama's playlist. Still in touch with him? I haven't been in a minute, <laughs> although mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying, he told me, hey, send me your, send me your new album a couple of years ago. And I didn't say to him, how, how the hell do I do that? I feel oh, like, where do I send it? Right. Uh, but he's been so encouraging. And actually, our incoming president, President Biden, President-elect Biden, is also a low-cut Connie fan. But of course, I think our mutual pal uh, that I know you love because of your glasses, Elton John, who's been my biggest supporter in the music industry, no doubt. Your clothes sometimes remind me of him, too when you're wearing them? Not today. Not today. For, for you today, since it's daylight, I went a little low key. The fact that he has embraced Low Cut Connie to the degree that he has. I mean, he just played our song Help Me um, last month twice on his radio show, Rocket Hour. 
he's I think he's one of the most generous entertainers that we've ever had and the work that he has done to try and uh, eradicate AIDS on our planet is just tremendous and he just always sticks his neck out for things that he believes in. Well that reminds me when I talked to you last you were raising some funds for Apple Farms in That's San right. Jersey. When I was 11, 10 or 11 years old, I went, I started going to Apple Farm. It was like a saving grace for me because I was one of those misfit kids in school uh, who got bullied and, and just didn't have a lot of friends. And so I would wait the whole year for the summer to go to Apple Farm. And then in my 20s, I worked there and taught. It was life-changing for me. So I wanted to do something this year for them because they've struggled. One of the ways we raised money is kind of funny. Uh, sometimes when I do my performances online on Tough Cookies, I get hot. I get sweaty. I'm dripping with sweat. My clothes come off. It's just, I don't know. I don't plan it, but it happens. And I end up in the, my white tank tops. And for some reason, sometimes they end up getting ripped. So I can't wear them again. So we came up with the idea that we would take Polaroid pictures of me at the end of each show in my tanks and put it with the tank top in a frame. <laughs> <laughs> and we sell them and a portion of the proceeds goes to Apple Farm. <laughs> Do you have any words of advice to young kids who want to do this? It, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of parents ask me, how, I don't want my child to dedicate too much time to music or theater uh, or dance because I want them to have a childhood. It's true. But I say, you know, if they are really serious about it, just like a kid that maybe was serious about basketball or hockey and, and was thinking maybe this is a career path or at least a path through college, you know, I encourage the families to get behind them and give them the resources and the time spent, because you really need those 10,000 hours. And the one thing I will say to any of the young folks who are young artists in South Jersey watching this, don't be afraid to fail. Uh, if you are a performer, you're gonna have to bomb, you know, a hundred times before you're gonna hit once. I spoke at great length on my show to Beyonce's father, and he spoke about Beyonce losing on Star Search. <laughs> He said to her, uh, you know, this is going to determine whether you really want to be a performer or not. And he said she got right back in the, in the hair salon where she would practice in the back room, her mom's hair salon. And she was working out those dance steps and she was practicing her vocals and she was working on her costumes. And she worked and worked and worked and worked and became Beyonce. But she failed. She, she had a lot of stumbles and was dropped from record labels with Destiny's Child. So don't be afraid to fail. I love that. I just want to thank you so much. I always love when I get to, I get to hear you a lot now with all this success. So thank you. Good. Oh, and here we walked, talked about music and we didn't talk about Ratatouille the musical. <laughs> what? Um, long story short, TikTok. Uh, users, they decided that they were going to make uh, Ratatouille the musical. And so people keep making videos with their proposed songs and costumes and whatever. And it's actually <laughs> fantastic. I'm gonna this is it. why you need to get off TikTok. Um, no. And if anybody else feels as strongly about TikTok as me, send us an email with all of your favorite TikToks and I will forward them all around the office. Oh, especially the phone. Cool. 
Can't wait. All right. Thanks for listening this week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. There are new episodes every Tuesday. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.